0: Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
1: Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandale, Frank The Tank, Sammy McKee with you for the next couple hours. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, appreciate the time. Give us a rating and review. Been a Interesting twenty four hours here.
2: (laughs) It has calmed down. (laughs) Yeah, that's good because we've had days where things have been weird and busy with our show. But at least this was about you know something you said, clarifying it. Yes, working our way through our issues as a couple, as a triad. What are we? I don't know. Yeah, we did. We fixed it. We did. Love triangle. A
1: little bit. And the morning show, I think, had a a interesting discussion today. Mm -hmm. Uh, technically, I wonder if I can charge them an appearance fee. Why is that? Because they they talked about uh what happened the other day. <laughs> they, I, they used all the content again? Yes. Had an interesting conversation about uh, what transpired and why I was trending yeah. yesterday. But that's not what this show is about. No. This is all about the Toronto Maple Leafs returning home after a four game road trip taking on San Jose shark and possibly watching Mitch Marner tie leaf history with a consecutive point streak.
2: Can I just say it's genuinely surprising that the streak is not longer than this. It feels like Mitch has one of these streaks every year. And what do you get last year? He must've had, I think he had a 13, 13 last year. I think he had 25 years, like 25 games at a twenty-eighty at a point. It just feels like he gets a point every night.
1: I, I would think with a, a historic franchise like the Toronto Maple Leafs that it it would be longer than eighteen. And, and do we know if, like what Wayne Gretzky's record is? Is it forty seven or forty eight? Sammy, did you do your homework on this? <laughs>
2: I
3: think it's
1: forty six. What, what is the number?
3: I think it's forty six.
2: It's in the forties though, like half a Definitely season Definitely
1: in the forties. Wild.
2: And, and that, that's like
3: Matthew that's, scored fifty times in fifty that, games. You couldn't have missed too many. That's not getting shut out. I, I was wrong. We undersold. 51 game points. streak.
2: 51. <laughs> oh, my God. 51. Yeah, so 18 feels, it feels like Mitch should have this record. But, yeah.
1: On the show, we're going to have uh, Brad May in about 15 minutes. He's always a hoot. Uh, Gord Stelic as well in the second hour. And then in about 40 minutes, we'll talk to the the man that holds the current record alongside with Eddie Olchuk. And that is uh, Toronto Maple Leaf legend, Hall of Famer. Daryl Sittler.
2: Daryl Sittler on the show. Can't believe we haven't had him yet. That's great. Well,
1: and he, I felt kind of bad because it has been, I'm sure, exhausting for yeah. the man in the last little while in the requests. And he's done a lot of shows. And it's been an emotional, emotional uh, uh, few weeks for, for Daryl and uh, mm. his teammates. Uh, Borea Salming. And now we're leaning on him again. So... uh
2: We'll take it easy, short one for him
1: tonight. Yeah, well, you know for sure um, we won't uh, we won't take too much of his time, but under the context of of, of what Mitch Marner is able to do, uh, we, we, it'd be great to hear from him. Yeah, and uh, and talk about uh, the feat that uh, Mitch Marner, uh, you know, hopefully can get uh, tonight against San Jose. Absolutely. The other the the other news is that Samsonov is back. Yeah, and officially uh, starting tonight. He's
2: going to be the guy, not just getting in the in a uniform. He's going to play tonight. I think mean, that's great. You have the San Jose Sharks, not exactly the most dynamic offense in the NHL. Home game, they should play well in front of them. Uh, I've already said I don't think they're going to. But uh, in theory, it's a good night to start them.
1: All right, let's warm up with uh, Sheldon Keefe on our first uh, Kippers Clipper on uh, his starting goaltender right.
4: tonight. Yeah, I mean, I I say that mainly just to... You know, let him off the hook if he wakes up and he's not quite feeling right. But we went into yesterday, you know, approaching it to give him a good practice, and, and that uh, medically he was he was cleared. It was more just so that he felt that he has had the appropriate work to to go. But he's he's very excited to play, and that didn't change this morning. So he's going.
1: When he's going, he's going, <laughs> and he's going. Good time,
3: right? Yeah. I... Go ahead, Kip. Uh, I was no. just
2: say Luke Luke Fox tweeted something like a quote from Samsonov on it today where he said I guess Samsonov said Dr. say no more thank you Sammy so he is going he's very excited to be in lots of smiles. So where uh,
1: listen it's a it's a great strength for the Toronto Maple Leafs now to have Matt Murray in a great place and, and hopefully see that Samsonov picks up where he left off. But a far cry from what we saw from the beginning of the season and and losing both of them so quickly to even the feel that we had prior to the season starting. Like Mm -hmm. this is a major 180 on the vibe of the Leaf goaltending situation. It is.
2: I, You know, I had someone for the first time – I will say when they signed Matt Murray, I, my initial tweets were not like Sammy's. They were like, what are they doing? This yeah, guy's been no good. Don't worry. We're,
1: we've got them all saved. Yeah. Well, that's and fine. We I'm aware of how pull this... Pull them up and pull the Don Cherry where
2: we go back to the video <laughs> yeah. and we play it. Go play me saying this thing. But here's the thing. I'm, I want to be wrong on that. That's one of the ones where you're like, yes, got that wrong. That's great. Good for our show. However... Just to be the, the guy. Okay,
1: I don't think being wrong is good for our show at all. <laughs> no, so.
2: no. The team being good is good. <laughs> listen, if being wrong was bad for our show, working with you. Oh. <laughs> there you go. But listen, the seven and eight games for uh, Samsonov and, and Murray. They played seven and eight games respectively. I refuse to take the L on any of these takes yet before they play some hockey. There's, we're 20 some games into the season. I and the other guys play 10 games. Let's just get into the year here okay, but
1: are we back to Samsonov and Matt Murray in a race to see who ends up uh, a starting goaltender? Or is has, has the pecking order been established at this point? Because you know how I feel. I do. Matt Murray is the guy. He's been telling everybody he's the guy. He tells himself he's the guy, but is he the guy?
2: Murdoch.
3: They definitely want him to be the guy because they got another year out of him. Sammy, yeah. is Matt Murray the guy right now? 100%, and I'm upset he's not starting tonight. You're upset. No, I shouldn't say upset. But <laughs> I just I enjoy watching him play. He's been really, really good. He's been Man. way above average for NHL goaltending this year. Seems to be in a rhythm. I'm just, you know, because it's, it's a nice problem to have that you can go to your other guy that played well to start the year, but it's 100% Matt Murray's net. He's the starting goalie. He's paid more. He's here longer. He is the starting goalie. End of story. Okay, so outside of back-to-backs, where
1: does this now leave you in terms of uh, a rotation? Let's just mm-hmm. say that they're, they're both good. Where are you now? Are you on splitting them from here on in? You want to see a, an uh goaltendings uh goaltenders
2: alternating yeah or
1: do you go no
2: i think we're gonna go three and one mm-hmm. i never want to get to game one of the playoffs and go who's the guy i don't ever want to be in that position as a coach as a fan as an analyst i don't think it's good for your team when you're like who's going and the uh, the team says oh whoever's playing well the the hot hand thing does not really work in sports as much as we like to believe it does it's tough to guess where play is going so i would like to see matt murray get more games than samson off oh, yeah. from here to the end it's game 25 for the leafs tonight something like that which leaves them 57 quick math they have no backs back-to-backs in uh december okay so maybe something like 35 and 22 the rest of the way you like that sort of a two-thirds of the games for murray
1: that's yeah right? yeah i think so uh but you know i I just think that uh, if this guy is feeling maybe as good as he was in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I, to
2: Sammy's point, maybe you just kind of
1: roll with him a little bit here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Eight starts for him. So can, if he plays forty more times this year, not that, not too much for you. That's well, okay? you
1: know, uh, yeah, no, it's perfect yeah. because if you don't factor in. That he got hurt, that would have been a, a 50 plus pace mm-hmm. and I like that yeah. I, I don't I'm with a lot of people here. Do you really want a goalie knocking in on 55 60 well, yeah maybe some others know yeah but fifty plus you know factoring uh, not factoring is, is injury uh, yeah. is
2: is a is a pretty good year yeah it, it does feel different though no feeling like both guys are
3: doing pretty well. I want to More have, confidence. I want Matt Murray to look somewhat like he looks right now on game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's what my goal yeah, is. Yeah, how if do I'm, we get if there? I, if I'm the coaching staff and the general, and general manager and everybody and all their cooks and all, their, you know, the, all the people they got in the background, sports science, whatever you want, the goal is to have Matt Murray looking somewhat like he does right now for game
2: Feeling one. Feeling healthy, some games yeah. under his belt.
1: And again, when you look at this Leaf turnaround in the month of November, man, when you start believing in your goalie. Mm-hmm. Even, that's when the team even, buys into the structure. Even when, you, when it breaks down every once in a while. I like that. Then th- that's the way it's always been for me and, and, and my teammates yeah. over the years is that uh, they, they, they have to be a calming influence. Mm-hmm. Only position that can do that all the time. When you look over your shoulder and you go, I know that guy is going to be there for me. Mm -hmm. Then that changes everything about your hockey club. Guys
2: stop running out of position when they believe the goalie can make them a save. You know, so it's much easier to just do your job. I take care of my area of the ice. I'm a winger. You know, I know where I'm supposed to be in the D zone. I don't feel the need to desperation dive in front of a shot because I trust my goalie has it. And all of a sudden, your structure looks real good. And I think trust is a big part of that with your keepers.
3: So... They play in in December. They play Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Saturday every week in in uh, December. Oh, I love that! It's an incred- good for the show. It's an incredibly uh, I'm looking at the schedule. It's very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> so, I do you want Matt Murray to start two games a week and Sam Samsonov start the other? Seems Great. pretty sim-, sim simple to me. There
2: you go. You get Tuesdays and Saturdays, Matt. Yeah,
3: Ilya's going to yeah. play our Thursday night games. Uh,
2: I. I uh,
1: Again, just again, you know how I felt right from the get-go. I think it's important for Sheldon Keefe now to have Matt Murray know for sure that this guy's not coming in uh, and kind of upsetting the energy.
2: Mm -hmm. Because that stuff happens. So you like having a one versus a tandem. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Without a
1: doubt. But it has to feel now for Samsonov that he has to come in and just – play well when he's called upon, and support Matt Murray. Mm. Okay? But he's playing for a contract, Not, one-year deal. No. He doesn't care. Yes. No. That That's no good for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You don't need that internal competition. You need these guys feeling good about each other. And the, the internal competition comes naturally on the ice. Yeah. But it shouldn't come in between periods or during practice it shouldn't it shouldn't be out there that energy shouldn't be out there but you don't you know want it to. i do you i do it. i get you it know. i get it
2: but and i understand that you don't want it but what choice yeah. do you have when you sign two guys essentially to prove it contracts who need yeah. to play and need to play well individually i get you know which is okay if 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 you're in this
1: build up this progression of turning your team from a uh a team on the rise or a team that's uh on the cusp but but to try to win a stanley cup now and mm-hmm. to to your point where you like the number one guy you don't want to go in march and april going okay who's it gonna be yeah who'd we like better right?
2: morning skate today yeah you know, it's like god what? so uh
1: i think sheldon can do that i yeah. think he can have Samsonov come in play well tonight um and and let matt murray keep going with it matt murray right now is looking pretty darn good mm-hmm. and if you go back to his ottawa days they were stupid they were dumb they didn't know what they were doing they have dumb doctors they i'm, I'm in the minors i'm i'm good you guys are dumb that,
2: that's what you think is going on in matt murray's head then 100 percent. yeah not a doctor they <laughs> had <laughs> dr yes Nick. yes you know, uh,
1: And now that you've got him in that place, where I told you guys all along, I'm better than this. Yeah,
2: he's feeling himself. He, yeah, that don't don't lose
1: that. Don't lose that.
2: Yeah, there's that core of confidence in there that never goes away. And you're like, wait, everything that's happened since has been because of circumstances. I'm still,
1: and he's got it right now. He does.
2: Looks good. All right,
1: we want to do an update on TJ Brody out of Sheldon. Sure, let's keep up on the hurt guys.
4: No dates in mind. Uh, told though that he like he 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 had been progressing, had not been progressing the way they want had, had hoped or, you know that, we'd expected. Uh, so he hit a bit of a wall there, but it seems like that's starting to turn. And he's he's been skating continuously, and today was his best day on the ice. So that's that's a real good sign. So I hope that that will continue.
2: Is T.J. Brody the most important defenseman on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like if you pick. Him, uh, you, you going into playoffs? You can have him or Morgan Riley. Who do you want? Morgan. Okay, that was yeah. quick. Yeah.
3: Sam. Uh, playoffs? Probably Morgan Riley because I think he elevates big time. He's been playoffs. great in the playoffs. Plays a lot of minutes. I agree. He's, 30, he's up near thirty. He's lugging the puck up, but regular listen, season. I guess going, the playoffs. I'm like Brody. <laughs> Jesus, I was scared the hell of me. that loud. Um, uh, I'm going T.J. Brody in the regular season, but playoffs, I'm going Morgan uh, Riley. Listen. Uh, Thought I might get stir we, we, some we up may, there. It's we may failed. think
1: of uh, where Morgan maybe doesn't step up like other eight or $9 million defensemen, but this guy is as good as anyone when it comes to skating a puck out of his yeah. own zone.
2: He's actually scored some sneaky, huge playoff goals in games that either didn't matter or you know earlier in yeah. the series that kind of get lost to history a little I, bit because the Leafs
1: lose. I, I don't see Brody skating like Morgan Riley there,
2: Sammy. I agree. Yeah. Big Riley fan. All right, didn't he so score throw it in, out there?
3: Didn't he score in Game Seven, Riley? Against yeah, sick
2: Lightning? goal, Matthews to Marner. That little quick touch over yeah. to him.
3: Riley right. buries this on the back. This one, I buried that in my mind. Sorry, I forgot that that happened.
1: <laughs> this Kipper Clipper here has a little bit of a feel on where um, maybe a few flaws might be in Morgan Riley's game. Have it have a good listen because this is interesting. This is Sheldon Keefe on the power play without Morgan Riley.
4: What i see seen from it, I think we're... I liked uh, our, our very first power play in Pittsburgh, our very first power play in Detroit. Um, pace that we had was very quick, very deliberate, and getting the puck to the net. I think that was really good. Uh, so we've liked that. I don't think it's necessarily... I think it's just all five players and the mindset that we want to have there to make sure we're attacking. Uh, it's not necessarily a... A Sandine thing or anything like that. It's I think it's just the mindset of our group putting an attack in the cage. And then um, in terms of the challenge tonight, it's significant. I mean, this is the best penalty kill in the NHL by a pretty wide margin, both in the numbers and when you look at it. Um, so we've got to be ready for pressure, and our guys will really be put to the test tonight in terms of their execution. Passes have to be crisp, and you got to find your opportunity to when you escape pressure to get it to the net. It's uh, it's a significant challenge for sure for our guys. Pace—that's what I got out of that.
2: You're deliberate getting the puck quickly to the net. You know, <laughs> none of, none all of the this things it off I stuff. don't
1: see out of Morgan <laughs> Riley is but that what he's saying. He
2: was very quick, as Sam mentioned before the show, to sort of backpedal and be like, well, "I think it's all five guys. It's not just Morgan. It's just the five. The five of them." <laughs> <laughs>
3: God, that puck moves so quick when he's out there. But it's not just him. Yeah. No, right.
2: I. I will say that Sheldon, one of his like defining characteristics is finding a reason to make the other team into the greatest team on earth. He really likes to big them up. You know, point of San Jose, best penalty kill in the NHL, both by the numbers and when you look at it, he sells it to his team pretty well and to the media.
1: They are, though. But, well, they are that. But I mean, if, it's a, one small kernel to, on a bad To team. Sheldon's point, though, if Leafs go three for four on the power play tonight against yeah. a team... That has earned the right to say that they are uh the best penalty killing team. Yeah. That's a huge statement.
2: It's an open opening for Sandine. I would say not to take Riley's job, but to make it easier to go to him when Riley's not having his best days. You know, you want to be an option that they're like, okay, if Riley's having an off night, let's go to Sandine by the second period, not the third, type of thing.
1: You know what? Uh and because it's earlier. Er- early in the season still, per se, mm-hmm. that also gives you, like, 60 games. Well, it doesn't now because Morgan's hurt, but when he comes back, it gives you enough games to go back and say, hey, listen, Morgan, you should be... Like, we know you're never going to have a a great shot, like a heavy shot mm-hmm. as a as a defender, but there are other ways that you can elevate your uh your play on the power play yeah. and then get so much better here. Yeah. I mean there there will be some breathing room now to go back and really he should be much more effective on the on the power play. You
2: know who's unbelievable who was unbelievable up there was Mike Green when he was with the Capitals and he was so good at deception from the point and looking guys off and knowing which side to go to and you know there's there's room for growth in in Morgan's game there for sure. Remember those days,
1: Sammy, with Cabriolet uh, to McCabe and just the bomb.
3: Oh, my God. I loved it. That was, I. you know, I do long for the days of the two, the two defensemen at the top.
2: So, go today I have an article out on Sportsnet on uh, power play increase. So, the success rate on power plays over the last 10, 15 years is like up, yeah. up, 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 up. Teams scored a higher rate. So, this year the Leafs are 25%. That's ninth in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, five years ago, they were also 25%. It was second
1: in the NHL. What's the highest right now? What do we are, 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 uh, Anything above
2: 30? Yeah, I should know because I was in those numbers all day today. I don't know offhand.
1: Yeah. Um, Two, Colorado and Boston. Yeah. 32.4 for Colorado, 30.4, so 30.1 for I Boston. I
2: spent a whole article theorizing on why this is, and Kipper, I don't know your take on why it's gone up, but generally the idea for me is that They've gone away from 2D on the point, uh, right? It's all four forward units now. Yeah. And there's far less of a PP strategy, which is just bomb it from the point. She used to be Shea Weber and PK Subban just taking clappers from the blue line and hoping they got through. And now the guys, the shots come from much lower, more in the slot, more in front of the net, more from the flanks. That's my theory. One of the reasons it's gone up. Yeah. I don't know if you've got anything else, but
1: yeah, some of the goalies stink.
2: Well, that's, I also wrote that. Did and you? I did. And so that's part of it is that Morgan doesn't need to be the bomber up there. He needs to get it to the right side or into the right areas quickly. That's all I need him to do. I talk like I'm the PP coach. All
1: right. Let's welcome in someone who can no longer save for the Toronto Maple Leaves. Well, that's not good. <laughs> all right, did, I phrase, did I phrase that right, Derek?
2: <laughs> it's it's you, yes. You got,
1: one, you got one for me? As we welcome in Brad May, Derek's watching Mexico play
2: soccer right now.
5: I'd fight my mom to win another Stanley. <laughs> Cup.
1: Well, that's close enough. Sure. <laughs> that's close enough. Let's welcome in Brad May. Mayday,
5: what's going on, Kip? How are you guys?
1: I'm good. Are you watching World Cup as well?
5: You know what? I'm not today, but um, I have been. It's been it's been a lot of fun watching it. What? It, I mean, the passion. Obviously, it's been amazing. I was so excited for Canada. They played so well. It just it, it's oh. too bad that. The second game there, I think they should have won, beat Belgium, but uh, now it was a ton of fun watching them, and obviously um, lots to celebrate for Canadian soccer.
1: Our, our our boy Sammy and Leaf Nation have had a lot of fun uh, watching the Leafs run in uh, the month of November here. What what are some of the things that have stood out for you?
5: Well, I think the, the, the big thing for me, obviously, the whole story, obviously, is Mitch Marner. Um, but their top four players, obviously, up front, they're all getting it done. They're all, all over a point a game. Um, so the money they've spent on those guys—it's—it's it's, you know they're, they're playing awfully well. But I think the outside of Mitch and being such a great story, and hopefully tonight um, he continues what he's been doing. It's, it's pretty impressive. Um, well, I was looking over their lineup, of course with Riley being injured. What what jumps out at me is they have 28 points amongst 11 other defensemen that have played um, a game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Eric Carlson himself in, in San Jose tonight has 32 points himself. <laughs> so I I would say if, if there's anything, um, scoring from the back end would be, you know, obviously a huge um, boost if that happens, but um, they got to keep it out of the net. Their penalty kill has to be a little bit better, but boy, they've been good. It's They've been actually a ton of fun to watch.
2: One of the things uh, that has stood out here is their attention to sort of team structure. They, they don't seem to give a, up a lot of great A chances, even when the other team has the puck a lot. They kind of keep them to the outside. And one of the theories from Kipper and I is just better goaltending, trust, your, you know, trust those guys more, makes it easier to do your own job. What are your thoughts on the difference a goaltender makes in, in terms of being a player out there in the rink and how it affects your game?
5: No, it's everything. It's you know when you have trust in your goaltenders, you can cheat a little bit. You can actually anticipate, um, you know, where the puck will be, not where it is, you know, at that at that moment. So, the moment a team really buys into that and has team structure and that type of trust, um, you you become a better team. More you have more weapons or become more of a threat because the other team, you know, they think they've got possession and they get a little bit of momentum. But if you keep them to the outside and and you know the defensemen get the puck to the right areas to speed. Obviously, the Ford group in, in Toronto can fly, and, um, you know, the top guys are playing great.
1: We were just talking about uh, that comfort zone and feel we've all played the game long enough to know that sometimes you can be on the bench and you can close your eyes and just tell the guy beside you to say, um, tell me when the puck's out of our zone, please. <laughs> and and you're like, you're, you're like squinting through your, your big thick uh, hockey gloves, right? This is fingers. A- and you had the best in Dominic Hoshik. And I can't even begin to imagine what it was like for you looking over your shoulder and saying, Oh, that guy's got our back tonight.
5: Oh, hey, Kip. I mean, there's no doubt he was winning Vesna's and Hart trophies for a few years there in the '90s, and no, he was amazing. And, and honestly, we had so many nights where if our team was like literally if our team up front with Dominic, and, of course they went to the Stanley Cup, the cor- you know conference final in '99, I think '98, excuse me, and then '99 into the Stanley Cup final um, against Dallas. Um, I was there prior to that. Our team was not as good as what our record probably indicated. Although having a goaltender like that, we had players Dixon Ward and Jason Daw and Mike Pecca and Randy Burge and and J- other guys that you know scored over twenty, and they were all on um, when when the transition game. You know, the other team would have the puck in in the offensive zone be all over us. Dominic would make a couple saves, which we knew he would. And all of a sudden we'd have two, two on ones, three on ones going the other way. So having a good goaltender and that type of trust, um, I can't, I can't begin to tell you how, how important that is, how, how, how much of an um, advantage that is for um, certainly a team, but the skilled players, because now all of a sudden their greatest asset can be utilized. And that's their anticipation.
2: Yeah. I like that. that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Uh, You know, I wonder if we can extrapolate that out to the Buffalo Sabres, a team I know you follow quite closely. Uh, Things kind of falling off after a really good start there. Tell us about uh, what's going on in Buffalo these days, and I don't know if goaltending is an issue there at all, but what are you seeing from the Sabres?
5: Listen, they're they're doing what I think what we probably expected from them. They're definitely they've got some young players that are skilled. They're definitely an exciting team. They have an identity with Alex Tuck up front, and, and of course, Tate Thompson, who's been a beast um, seems like a human highlight reel he is but um, no they're, 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 they're growing they're learning and um, I certainly didn't think that they'd be you know the best you know right out of the gates and, and they had a great start to their season but I think they've come back to where they probably fit I think they deserve to win some games and they're going to win games and they're exciting to watch and I think for the fan in Buffalo at least they can can grasp a hold of of an identity to this team and I mean, listen. Don Granato has done a nice job in Buffalo, and um, his players respond. Now they need to be better, and you know it's difficult to win in the National Hockey League, and certainly with goaltending that's not elite. And um, the only way the Sabers are, are going to make a run and, and a push is if their goaltenders, you know, really have save percentages over 920 or 30, and you know, um, and even higher, you know, goals or lower goals against um, Buffalo. They struggle that way, but you know what? I think that's been expected. Um, their young defense are, are learning, but I'll tell you what: Owen Power and 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 Darlene, these two young guys, they can play. It's um, I, I, they're going to be in the, in the conversation for you know trophies and individual awards throughout their careers. Uh, I, I believe it's just they have to learn.
1: We're joined by former NHLer Brad May, Buffalo, Toronto, Stanley Cup champion with Anaheim. Ducks. And speaking of Buffalo Mayday, speaking of goaltending, eyebrows were raised upon the news that Cal Peterson, who signed a five times five million dollar contract with the LA Kings, is on waivers. Would you see the Buffalo Sabres putting a claim in on him as early as tomorrow?
5: Well, the interesting part is, I, I, I got to be honest, Nick, I, I don't know. So the answer would be yeah. that um, I don't know what they're going to do, but I would say Cal Peterson, he was part of the Buffalo Sabres organization way back when, when he was in college, and um, he became a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, um, and, and signed with LA. So he, there has been a little bit of a, you know, lineage there to the Sabres. Question is, are you really? I mean, even though this player is up for grabs, it, it, it is are the Buffalo Sabres, are they thinking they're gonna win more games with Cal Peterson on on term? Or would you get through this season with what you have and maybe with band-aids if, if it comes to that, um, and wait to spend the money on, you know, maybe a goaltender that you really covet. Um I'm not sure where that where they're at, but um that was big news out of LA for sure.
2: You know, I'm not a, generally a proponent of, gen, of, of tanking, but are the Sabres in a position now where they're best off to lose, or is it like, okay, it's time to win hockey games. We want our guys to be in more competitive games later in the year. Where do yeah. you sit on what's best for the Sabres?
5: Well, I would, I would say this without a doubt. Any team that actually would actually enter into the whole tanking element you know, from management down, first of all, the players are playing for contracts. So the players are not tanking, they need to, they need to play well enough so that somebody values them, you know, going forward. So as an individual on that team, um, there's no tanking going on. Now, if it ends up happening where the team struggles and, and finds themselves in the bottom of the pack, you know, at the end of the season or late in the season, um, I could see that obviously being a a great thing for the Sabers and with the ability, you know, with, um, Berard, right? Excuse yeah, me. Uh, Bedard. Uh, but excuse me, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bedard, Connor Bedard, he's obviously an amazing player. But you know what? Any team that tanks, I think karma is a, yeah. a B. And I think teams that have done it, it, it's it's come back to bite them. And not to mention, you know, the growth of all the players that they do have is stunted if you're going to try to lose games and play games like that and not put your best foot forward. And again, Donnie Granato listen even even if the team gets where they let's say that that would be the the mandate then don granado is going to lose his job you know um because at the end of the day they're they're gauged on wins and losses and development of players and i think if some team wants to tank then their players aren't going to develop and and that's an indictment on the gm and the coach
1: you know and there's some nights I'm watching, and I, I don't see any fans in the building here. And I'm watching, and we've got a nickname for Tage Thompson, Tage Lemieux. Uh, remarkable watching how big he is, the movement. Uh, and, and there is a flow to his game that does remind me of Mario Lemieux. But uh, you, you've you got to win those people back, don't
5: you, Brad? Yeah, no, no doubt. And you listen, people are sick and tired of losing. And, and, you know, we we know it in Toronto. The losing, obviously, the element is in the playoffs. They've, they've put together great regular seasons recently. Um, but at the end of the day, people and fans, and if you're going to put up your money to support your team, um, it's about development and excitement and winning, really, at the end of the day. So for Buffalo, they have a football team that they're very interested in. So there's money to be shared um, if the Sabres start winning and get really exciting. But – if I'm a Buffalonian and I have you know, um, have to manage my my budget, um, if I'm spending money on entertainment, it's going to be concerts and the bills, I would think. But um, they can still watch the team on TV. But they need a little more excitement there. They got off to a good start. I know they have. And I've talked to my friends in Buffalo. Um, they are happy with where they're at. They want to be better. But, um, it's a growth period, and and I think – if they give Kevin Adams a little bit more time, um, I hate that word of time with you know because I think it's all about winning now. But um, if they give him a little bit more time, I think he's demonstrated that he's been able to improve that team with some of his personnel decisions. So um, I'm actually I'm I'm happy for Buffalo. I think they're going to be a team you know to reckon with, but not not immediately, but hopefully in the near future.
2: You'd mentioned uh, Owen Power and and you know on the back end there and kind of going to win individual awards eventually. How has the rookie season gone so far? What are you seeing out of him?
5: Again, I'm not. I haven't watched as yeah. much as I probably you know have and, and should if I'm going to be speaking on their behalf. Right. But I've been watching Owen Power. I mean, he's a big guy. At The end of the day, it's about it's about reads for a defenseman. It's about having the trust in your goaltending, and when you're not. 100% in sync a young player probably gets exposed but Owen Power he's this guy's going to be a player he's got the he's got the frame he's got the ability probably I'm going to listen nobody's going to be and it'd be awfully hard to say he's a neck or he's a um, headman out of out of Tampa but he's got that same body type he's got an ability on the upside offensively um, I think the ceiling you know we don't know what it is for for this player Owen Power is going to be a heck of a player and and he's gonna eat a lot of minutes for the Buffalo Sabres. But um it's again, it's it's trial and error, and he doesn't have the greatest of teammates to really support that player yet. But as the Buffalo Sabres continue to grow, um, this player is only gonna get better.
1: One more quick one before I let you go. Marner, uh Ty, Daryl Sittler, Eddie Olchuk for the consecutive point streak tonight.
5: I certainly hope so. I think I think Mitch Marner, I think. I, I, of all the players, I, I'm, a, I'm a Mitch fan uh, for the or for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I, I, I like the way he conducts himself. I, I was reading an article today that Mark Giordano was talking about not only how well he's played, but it's it's the confidence that he's given his defenseman by being low and slow in his own end. He's actually been in good position, um, breaking up plays, of course, on the backside, but also. Um, his communication with his defensemen, he always wants the puck. And when players are confident, that's what happens. And, and Mitch is right there. He's at the top of his game. And I would love to see him. I'd love to see him um, get this record and, and continue it and see how far he can push it.
1: And Any comparisons at all to Pat LaFontaine and uh, uh, just the vision and the creativity at all for you?
5: You know, it's. I mean, I, I wouldn't say Pat LaFontaine Maybe because of their size, right? Little, undersized, yeah, shorter, right-handed shorter shots. Forwards. That's yeah. You know, I, I see that, but I see Patty Lafontaine as being a real engine, like Gilbert Perot type skater who could fly, low center of gravity. Where Mitch is a little more darty. and um, and he's just so aware of where time and space is. Um, I mean, not too many players hit the you know offensive blue line and can go East West and, and, you know, with the puck and the confidence to find and wait for, you know, plays to open up. And I, I think Patty drove the bus a little bit more, um, you know, more straight lines. I think Mitch is really, really um, he's adept at um, changing his angles and, and really for a small player, he doesn't put himself in, you know, really vulnerable positions, which is elite. Right. And, um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't compare him to Patty, but um, I would I compare him to a left handed shot Patrick Kane maybe. Nice, nice. You know where 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 the two of them that yep. it's all about opportunity and you know they don't need a lot of time once the puck's on their stick in the right area. Yeah.
1: Well, um, one's a Porsche, one's a Ferrari. I don't know, but they they both have engines, man, that can really push teams. Hey, Mayday, thanks for doing this, man.
5: I appreciate it, guys. You guys are always awesome. Love listening.
2: Oh, appreciate you. Thanks, man. All right,
1: Brad May. You want to? We're gonna go to break in a few minutes. You want to go to a, a Sheldon Keefe on uh, on Marner's impact? Yes, absolutely. I do.
4: Mitch has been in this league a good while now, and we've seen we've all seen him at his best, and and it's it looks a lot like it is right now, and you know, there's really no area of our of our game and of our team and. Uh, the energy of our group that he is not involved in and not a big part of. And um, I think when you have a player playing the way that he is right now and and that it's not just about himself, it's about serving the team and doing what he can to help us win, I think that just helps the confidence of your group. And like I say, your best players are, are like that. You've got a real good chance of winning every night. Mm-hmm. I am. Um...
1: Yeah, he's put, good. Put a cherry on top of that. right?
2: <laughs> <Yeah, no, it's, laughs> you know, in all facets of the game. You know, we, we've talked about it on this show, and we talked about it on Leafs Talk on Monday night. There's not a thing he's not doing. Giordano's got praise for him. He plays defensively.
6: When he's gone, he's gone, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's going all time right now. So, uh, well-earned praise for for a guy like Mitch.
3: Um, up, Brought up Pat LaFontaine, and as you know, I love to do. I went to love his, Pat LaFontaine. I went to his hockey DB page. And in 82-83 he played with the Verdun Juniors and the KJ. Uh, the HL. numbers are
1: off the charts, buddy. Do
3: you know what they are? I, I want to <laughs> say like
1: like uh uh 104 goals or something <laughs> like that.
3: Well, Kipper, you would be exactly right.
2: Wow! Oh, nailed it. And the confetti comes down. <laughs>
3: 104 goals and 130 assists. Yeah, oh, 234 man. points in 70 games.
2: Anyone else get the <laughs>
3: get for that um
2: you win
3: p- <laughs> played with jean maurice cool i think who had 149 points in uh 70 games
2: jean maurice could have played with a wrong-handed nerf stick and still had 100 <laughs> <Yeah>. points
3: 234 <laughs> yeah. points.
2: i agree with
1: uh with brad that uh not you know, Mitch South. Was, well just not as a dynamic of a skater mm. and it was like when Pat's gone, he's gone, right? Yeah. And Mitch doesn't, doesn't quite have that uh, electric stride. But it's different, right? But he it's still different. makes the
2: game come to his pace. But different engines, yeah. for sure. It is funny how when you watch Marner, it seems slow. He's not slow. But it seems slow because he he's so in control. Like watching him in that Islanders game when we were sitting, you know, six rows up, you know, the things he's doing, he's doing it, this insane pace, but he's so in control and his head's up that it, you don't realize that it's happening at 100 miles per, yeah. per hour like when you're in like a Rolls Royce or something.
1: Well, he's chasing a, a legend tonight in Daryl Sittler. Uh, we're going to have the Hall of Famer after the break talk about uh, his consecutive point streak and uh, what he sees out of Mitch Marner chasing number 18. That and more after the break. You're watching, listening... Real Kipper and Bourne.
0: This is Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. As promised
1: before the break, I'm going to bring in Daryl Sittler now, Leaf legend, Hall of Famer. And uh, first and foremost, Daryl, we got to apologize. We know it's been a a very emotional month for you and you've been so gracious, uh, not only with... People at Sportsnet, but uh, the media all over the place uh, for your for your generous time. Um, we won't keep you long. We just thought uh, in light of Mitch Marner chasing your history, Eddie Olchuk's history, we thought it'd be kind of fun to bring you on. Um, thanks for doing this. And can I ask just, you know, if you had a chance to catch your breath?
6: Well, yeah. Actually, um yeah, Lube and I came to Florida about a uh, week and 10 days ago at the spent American Thanksgiving with my son, Ryan and my grandson, Luke, who was home and had some friends down and they've uh, left. So we've got this week, we're staying down and coming back to Toronto um, on Saturday. So yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously with Boria and all that, uh, that's a time in all of our lives. We'll, we'll always remember precious moments uh, with Boria. It was great that he had the opportunity to get here with his family and everything kind of went the way it did. Unfortunately, he died too young, But at the same time, uh, he's at peace now. It's an awful disease, as we all know, and uh, his suffering's over. And and we just think of the fond memories of Borea. And And just on that note,
1: we're going to announce that Toronto Maple Leafs will do a a fundraiser for ALS Action Canada, and we'll make uh, more comments on that uh, uh, after we get uh, a few thoughts from you out of uh, Mitch Marner and what you've seen out of him, and, uh, you know, We assume that you'll be watching the game tonight.
6: Yeah, actually, Jack Balaket's coming over. He's down here, and my son Ryan, so we're going to cook a few burgers on the barbecue and and watch the Leafs. I've been following Mitch, obviously. um, He's a great player, has had a great career with us thus far, and he's one of those guys when he's on the ice, uh, 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 lots of creative scoring chances happen. And uh, the fact that he's gone 17 games, I mean, he could keep it going quite a while longer. And as you guys know, when you play, sometimes you... You have good games and you don't get any points for whatever reason, or you're the fourth man on the third man on an assist or something like that. And then there's other games where it just kind of falls into place, even though you didn't play as well. So I like uh, Mitch's game. Uh, he's uh, very conscious defensively too, good penalty killer, and and uh, yeah, we'll be watching with interest. It's uh, it's certainly back in my day to be quite honest with you. Uh, when I was asked about it uh, recently, I didn't remember actually doing it. Um, and somebody said, well, you're nervous going into the game. <laughs> we did, I didn't even know. I mean, we, you don't have the internet back then. I think Stan Obodiak, he was the statistician. And once in a while, they'd have it on the pregame uh, press notes on what was happening, but that was kind of the extent of it back then. So um, I didn't have any idea what the record was before or who, who had had it before me, but obviously when Eddie O'Chuck, uh, you know, got 18 uh, uh, points back in 1990, and it kind of came to the forefront again for me.
1: So just my understanding before JB jumps in here, uh, we still don't know whose record you broke?
6: Well, uh, it, it was somebody back in the 30s. You, you can probably look it up. I, I ask about it, but I forget. It wasn't a familiar name that I knew. Yeah. But, uh, hey give you something to do when you get, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Break, you know? get on that
2: sammy <laughs> there you
6: go
2: uh, that's great so um how, i guess it's a, a question of how much you were aware of individual milestones you know whether it be the streak or not D- did you ever think about those when you're nearing uh you know maybe it's 30 goals 40 goals whatever the number is on an individual season did you ever focus on that sort of stuff or was it easy to just kind of carry on and play your same game and let the numbers fall as they may
6: well, that was more of the latter, yeah, just carry on and play. But, you you, you know, when you, when you had 29 goals and you're going for 30, you knew that because that was a stat that was right there. When you get into these more, uh, you know, game streaks and those sort of things, they're they're obviously not in front of you all the time, so it has to be a statistician uh, that comes to you and makes you aware of us or, or makes the press aware of it, you know. I mean, as you guys know now, you can look up anything so quickly and have it at your fingertips, to, and uh, right in front of it, right away. So no, I didn't pay much attention to that. I think the goal thing or point thing was, you know, guys would have bonuses back then, and hey, we weren't making a lot of money, so you get a bonus for thirty or forty goals. Uh, you know, that that extra five grand or f- fifteen hundred bucks was, was significant. So yeah, and you paid a little bit more attention to it for sure. And the other
1: thing too, Daryl uh, and, and Mitch Marner has shown that he could drive a line, whether it is uh, Matthews or Tavares. There is magic on both sides of that. Uh certainly in my heyday, watching uh, you and Lanny and uh, Errol Thompson, uh, uh, you need th- that type of chemistry or this never happens, correct?
5: Well,
6: what what happened to back in that era with Lanny, uh, Errol Thompson, myself, uh Salming in Turnbull, you put that five uh, unit on um, and on a power play, uh, there's a good chance you're going to get some scoring chances and score. No different than our team now you know you got uh, obviously austin mitch uh, uh and nylander uh you know riley when he's uh healthy so that in itself power plays are going to give you an added edge to you know to score for sure and, and we have that on our team and you know that's why um you know we have a, such a good team and it's exciting we can we can put the the goals up on the scoreboard uh consistently game in and game out for sure
2: what are your thoughts on the different way that the team is having success this year they certainly can score but haven't scored as much but they seem better defensively the numbers at least bear that out what are your thoughts on sort of a different playing style out of this year's team
6: well obviously the coaching staff and the the upper management know that uh, it's pretty crucial for this year for our team to be successful in the playoffs and as we all know, as players, it's those habits you you have and learn and, and play consistently through the season that might help you get through that playoff round. And our guys have experienced, you know, some devastating losses, uh, unfortunately. And uh, and uh, now they not that they didn't know before, but I think they're paying a little bit more attention to it. The other thing too is, uh, you know, our goaltending has been pretty good, you know, and you have to have that. Uh, there was always that question in the back of our heads whether the two new guys were coming in, and we had some injuries on top of that, so. We're playing more of a team game. I think, obviously, with this with the streak going on with Mitch, I know myself as a player, it's nice when when you're focusing on something like that. But the team's winning. If the team was losing and going through a tough time, and you're you know looking to get a record, you really don't care to talk about that too much. But it's uh, nice that he can enjoy it, and the team's been winning the last number of games and, and playing good hockey, so that makes it more enjoyable for everybody involved.
1: Hey, Daryl, uh, no problem handing this one over to Mitch Marner, but don't you dare touch my 10 point a night record there correct there
6: you go (laughs) well that one's (laughs) going to be tough eh I mean oh boy is it ever but but when you say that Mitch had six in the game last year and uh I mean hey I mean the number of chances 10 are scored in any game even back in my day doesn't happen very often but never say never that's what makes sport interesting and you know, I, I watch uh, Connor McDavid different nights and uh, the number of scoring chances he has or creates, him and dry side away. if it all comes together, you never know. But, oh. it, it'll, you know, it'll be tough. It's been 46, 47 years coming up. Hey. And a lot of great players haven't been able to do it. So it'll if, be tough.
1: If we go by what we saw out of Seattle and uh, the Kings last night, 9-8, um, yeah, you're right.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. I just saw the score, uh, the score in the...
1: I don't, and and I, think goaltending I don't know. Goal is the answer. I, I think it was a late <laughs> field goal. <Yeah.
6: laughs> hey, Daryl. From Darryl. a fan standpoint, sometimes it's fun to watch that. You know, the you know the one nothing game. You appreciate that as a coach, but uh, those scoring games, it's fun to watch and good, exciting hockey for the fans for sure.
1: Enjoy the burgers. uh okay. Enjoy the game. Say hi to Jack for us. Uh, enjoy yeah. your time off. Okay. Well deserved.
6: Okay. Thanks for the call, and uh, we'll be watching tonight for sure. Take Thanks care. so
1: much, appreciate it. Daryl Sittler and my childhood hero, by the way. Wow. Yeah.
2: You, did you ever tempted to call him Mister? So, <laughs> so <laughs> Mr. my first Sittler? training camp,
1: my first training camp in Philadelphia, and Daryl's on the team, and uh, I get a a note from the the trainer saying Daryl wants to talk to you, and I'm like, oh my god, come on, yeah. And, uh, it was kind of set up because, uh, few people knew uh, that, uh, he was my hero growing up and, uh, he pulled me along the side and, uh, he just came out of the shower. He's wearing a robe. (laughs) (laughs) As one does. Oh yeah. It was a red, (laughs) it was a velvet robe. (laughs) Legend. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he's just trying his best to kind of just, you know, be as gracious as he can and, uh. You know, get me to calm down as an eighteen year old. And I couldn't even talk. Yeah. I was like uh Cliff Claven from Cheers talking to a girl. <imposed> <glamorous> <practical noise> <laughs> uh, and uh and that was my uh yeah. that was the first time I ever met him. And I I would buy his jersey at the old Doug Laurie Sporting Goods store at yeah, that's Maple awesome. That's Garden. I love that. And uh somehow, some way I got a hold of a uh, ccm hockey stick he used to use yeah which in itself had a kind of like a a feel of uh something special like the wonder bat and the, the natural or something for me
2: did you ever run up into any moments of conflict on the ice where you're like i should hit him here it's a scrimmage and it's daryl sittler never or, no n- he had a
1: bad back in training camp yeah and i got sent back before i ever stepped on the ice with him <laughs>
2: that's good you would hate to have a bad moment where you go out I there would, and
1: you, I mean, my autograph book would fall out of my <laughs> pocket. That's what That's what would have happened I if I was on the ice I always just think of
2: them. like Bill Guerin chopping Brett Draney or whoever it was back in the day in training camp. Like, you know, you, you didn't, at least when I was there, Kipper, like you weren't supposed to run the senior veteran guys, yeah. like the guys who were established. But at the same time, someone like yourself, you're trying to make a name and show what you do. So I think there is some conflict over how much... Yeah. You know, I, I know I felt it at times well, when I was like.
1: It's just a, a maturity thing. You, you just cross a certain line where you start looking at them less. Yeah. Like uh, these superheroes and more as equal. Mm-hmm. And then you, you stop going and asking yourself why. And then you ask yourself why not.
2: Do you have some moments where you were playing with someone that, you know, was sort of a big reputation and go, I think I'm better than him. Wait a sec.
1: Uh, I've never experienced that in my life.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> never, <laughs> never. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Mine's like, uh, you know, can I drag you down to my level?
3: <laughs> that <laughs> was my theory. <laughs> so, uh, housekeeping from that, uh, not talking about a um, house coat, housekeeping here. Uh, Daryl Sittler and Eddie Olczyk, of course, are tied. Uh, Mitch Marner is next, 17. And then at 16 was Dave Anderchuk in 94. Yeah. And then it was Babe Die. Sixteen games from uh, January. Charles th-
2: McGillicuddy
1: in nineteen
3: sixteen. January fourteenth, nineteen twenty two to March eighth, nineteen twenty two. So that was the record. That sixteen. No, the the yeah, that would have been the record he broke. Yeah, yeah. Babe Die. Babe Die is a guy, right? Like, yep. I mean, I mean, I don't mean an actual man. I mean, no, no, a significant no, like, yeah, yeah.
2: star, yep. long time, John, John Anderson. Legend. Spelled, how's it spelled? D-Y- D-Y-E?
3: D-Y-E. Yep. D-Y-E. And John Anderson had it. Uh, sixteen games. Uh, as well in uh, 83. So there you go. And then-
2: I, I ask because I had moments at my, you know, my one NHL camp, but even in the AHL a couple of times where there's these names of players that, you know, you've heard your whole life. Yeah. And you go, huh, he's pretty human. You know, like, yeah, turn over here or whatever. And you start to think, I can skate with this guy. Ooh. I can play with them. I just remember,
1: like, uh, Mark Howe, my first training camp, like, pull in. Pull his skates out of a box sent from, you know, CCM or something. Yeah. Putting them on and just skating out there like
2: <laughs> yeah. the wind. Yeah.
1: I'm like, oh my God, how do you do that?
2: So I got to play in the Kelowna summer shinny game with players much better than me because I knew people. And I went out with uh, Danny Heatley and Jerome McGinley when they were on the Olympic team. Yeah. And that was the one moment of my career where I where I went. N- I'll never be that.
6: Like, not, <laughs> like, doesn't matter how many
2: hours in the gym, how much, whatever. Like, yeah, just it's seeing, not happening. Uh, it's just such a different level. The true like greats like that. The Danny Heatley was. I mean, I know we. You, you uh, could have used a little of my
1: theory of how do I pull do them, <laughs> I down? them down? How do I pull you them couldn't down?
2: Pull Jerome McGinley down? Had not <laughs> a chance. I remember him like off foot snapping a puck from his own blue yes. line and hitting the far crossbar and just being like, man, that's different.
3: So oh, so I was just, so I was just down this wormhole now with point streaks. Yeah. And in the top 10 uh, point streaks. All how, time. How many of them do you think are Wayne Gretzky?
2: I think it's uh, five of 10. How, how
1: you're saying out of 10?
3: Yeah. Seven? No, it's five. Five. Yeah,
2: I saw someone asked you, ask Sammy how many points Gretzky had on his 51 gamer. Um, I don't know if, if that's possible. Uh, I do have it. To, I oh. have
3: it literally right in front of me.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Fifty-one games with uh, Gretzky in that era.
1: Fifty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over hundred.
2: Wow. Oh okay, yeah. I'll take
3: yeah. mine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Were you gonna go under hundred? I was gonna. I was gonna say like. Oh a,
3: no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I want to go like uh, one twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> um north
2: oh, oh my, god. my god yeah
1: it's
3: ridiculous i can't wait to read this to you guys 130? i'm just going to do it 147 now uh, gretzky scored 61 goals and 153 points over a 51 game span Finishing with hundred with eighty seven goals and two hundred five points in seventy four games. Three points a game for fifty one games. How do you do that? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's. I mean, I you know I that's bristle like at when, the fact of people being like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, it's a different era. Yeah, it's he scored eighty seven goals. No one else did that. Yeah. He had two hundred and five points in a season.
2: My theory is Gretzky is actually a time traveler. It was like because I yeah. always say like, imagine if like you put so and so back in that era, how they do that? yeah. that's what happened. Gretzky just went back in time and played. I do
1: I don't think the coaches invented third man high till <laughs> 1973. <laughs> That's what I think. I, I, don't, I think it just came in yeah. the year
2: I came in, uh,
1: maybe in uh, '91. Teams had to
2: change their yeah. strategy of four guys below the opposing goal line,
1: and it must have been on two on ones and three on twos, like every shift.
2: It sure, certainly feels like it statistically, anyway.
3: And and I mean, uh, Mario had a pretty decent one too. 46 games. He had 39 goals and 103 points over a 46-game span. So not bad, too.
2: God, I loved watching Lemieux play. Me,
3: too. He's my favorite when I was a kid. Me, too. I mean, I hated him because he was on the – like, I hated the Penguins because it was always kind of – I mean, he had that big return game against the Leafs where he scored two when he came back. And it was so – everyone's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, good for him. But my Leafs lost. So it was sad. <laughs> but All right, that, I hated got, that era.
1: Uh, we got one more uh, Kippers Clipper with Sheldon Keep talking about uh, Marner's point streak. Let's have a listen.
4: You get into streaks like this because you don't make a big deal of it. You just focus and you go out and you play. And then well, you focus on your game and you, you focus on the process of what makes you great. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you get 10, 12 games in, you're like, ah, I got a pretty good thing going on. So, you know, we come back home here and it's going to be, it's, you know, it's getting close to tying the record or whatever. It's going to naturally becomes a, a focal point, but not outside of this room. You know, in our room, it's our guys are, You know, you you want to see your players get rewarded and you want to see them get accolades and all these things, but always understand what has gotten you to that point. The the moment you get off track with that, then it doesn't go your way.
3: I think it's, I like what he's saying there because, and uh, Daryl kind of alluded to it too, now it's a thing, right? Like you're going out there tonight, he hasn't been thinking about it really, I bet. But now, you know, you got a chance to tie the team record. We talked about this last year with, with Matthews getting to 60, and Marner, remember him trying to get to 100 points? And, like, now it's a milestone thing, so you're probably thinking about it for the first time tonight. I would agree with that. So now that we know what Gretzky's number is, 51, like,
1: where would it have to go for you to become a huge deal?
2: So I th- I'm glad you said for that. because I didn't want to look oh, like yeah, a, a for, hater, for anybody. like, I can't get over the for fact for that I'm, like, I don't know, like, 18 games. Like, I, I'm not, yes, you know... But you're right. Like, if we get to 30 games or something, I think it's like daily watch, right? Like,
3: I don't know. The, like, lo- the longest in the last 10 years was Patty Kane, 26 games from yeah, October so 17th, I guess it's 25th. You really get a point every game. Yeah, 26 games.
2: I guess that's a lot. That is a lot.
3: See,
1: for Mitch now, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I want a, I want a big number here. I don't want to make it easy for the next guy. 18, mm-hmm. 20, 22. Like if he when finishes start- at 18
2: or 19, someone on his team might pass it well, this year. Or <laughs> including himself. Or sooner. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm quite surprised that it's been 30 years. Yeah. Right? Eddie Olchuk, is it 30 years?
2: Yeah. When did Eddie do 8990? Well, I 80, I, I, 90? I hate to break it to you guys here, but the Leafs haven't been great.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they it was haven't Eddie been Ol- superstar yeah. Laden. Olczyk was December 2nd. Uh, 89, yeah, 89 to January 8th, 1990. So on like, Matt Sundin's longs or Gilmore's or Sundin had a 30 game one, but that was with the, uh, that, was with the that was with that was with the Nordiques Quebec Nordiques. Yep. See to me uh, that
1: that's a number that Third. Mitch would want three yeah. zero. That one would make
3: it really certainly certainly can do it. Yeah, In this team. But what's, I think the number when we start talking about it, like a big thing is like 22, 23.
2: Yeah, start getting up there. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, you're talking about Canes and the, the, like biggest in the last 10 years, years yeah. and yada, yada. Yeah.
3: I, um, future Leaf Patrick Kane.
2: <laughs> future Ranger Patrick Kane.
3: Future Bruin Patrick Kane.
2: What do you think of the analogy of Patrick Kane and Marner? I don't really see it. Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah.
1: yeah. Not the biggest guys, but.
2: East-West. Yeah, and... Uh, I think of think Kane as more, 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 more of a scorer. shooter, He is more of a shooter. Yeah, he
1: is. He's, he's got that, 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 that ability from 20, 30 feet to beat you out there with a snap of the wrist. Tell me of... And, and Mitch doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. But as far as vision and mobility and creativity, uh, the comparisons
2: were there with Pat Kane. I feel like I'm going to get killed for this one, but a Sedine for Mitch Marner. Sedines. East-West, not the fastest, great vision. Yeah. Not pure shooters necessarily.
3: Uh, Hall of Famers. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just, uh, yeah. It's hard to compare anyone to the Sedins to me. Yeah, they are. It's just a little, it's always just been strange to me. The they're Sardines. their own animal. Yeah. Why'd they have to wear twenty two, thirty three? You know? It's always just weird to me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> a different story for a different day. <laughs> I, I want to follow up
1: uh, uh, on, on Cal Peterson being on waivers here. Yeah. Okay? It's a big story. Let's go back to Murray and Samsonov hurt, and a guy like this comes up. Do you
2: think oh, at yeah. any point that the Leafs would have entertained claiming him? Matt Murray came out and was a dog in his first showing, and then he got hurt. If he came back and he was bad for three games, yeah. they would say, huh, this is almost the same contract. Uh, Peterson's actually only a three-year deal. So he's this year and two more.
1: At $5 million. At $5 million. See, that, so You that's... could
2: see them being like, look, it's basically the same deal. We don't think Murray can stay healthy or do it. Do we want Cal instead? I could totally see that being a question they would ask themselves, but then how do you get rid of the Murray money and yada, yada? But, yes, I could see there being having been an alternate universe where this is more intriguing to the Leafs. It obviously isn't now, but. I'm going to throw something out. Sammy, and it's not
1: leaf related. Okay. Would Kenny Holland just call LA and say,
2: "Do you want Jack Campbell back?"
1: Oh my God! Do you want Jack back, and we'll take... Oh my Carl God! <laughs> Are you okay, Sammy? <laughs> yeah,
3: hey, I hit my head on the microphone.
4: Yeah, just move on.
3: Don't you guys think of these things? No, no, absolutely not. They are Capital S stuck with that contract, pal. Who's taking that?
1: Maybe LA. Maybe LA could sit there and say, we just don't like Cal anymore. And if we're gonna pay five million, we'll we'll this, w- welcome back. This Jack. Cal
2: Peterson thing is really you know what it, it strikes me as? Angry reactionary stuff off off last night. Last night. Yeah. Not just last night, obviously, but three years ago, he plays eleven games. He's a nine twenty-four. Two years ago. He plays eight games. He's a 922. Sorry, we're going back. So it was actually two years ago. Yeah. Uh, plays 35 games. 35 games. He's a 911. Last year, he's just below 900. League average is 907. It's not atrocious. And this year, he's off to a bad start. All of a sudden, they're giving up on this guy. I know. So what happens to me is they're mad at how he's been playing. They put him in a game where they've already given up four goals. They score eight more times, and he can't give him that one save, and the coaches come in the office, and they go,
3: Done.
4: Get
2: him out of here!
3: I can't play ship him. him.
2: You can't win with this guy. Get him out of here.
3: Like Don Mattingly getting thrown out of the Jays' games right.
2: this year. I, ship him.
3: <laughs>
1: I, 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 I don't see. I don't see LA uh, tacking on. You said two extra years, yeah. right? Yeah. At, at five million yeah. for Jack, but sometimes teams, uh, money being equal, mm-hmm. will make a say uh, make a change for the sake of just making a change and and. And trying new energy.
2: I don't know anything about Cal Peterson, but if it's equal money and you don't like a guy, I'm just saying if they don't, if they're uh, like, you know what? This guy's being a jerk or something. Then they'll say, well, let's just bring the, if we're going to have bad goaltending, at least bring me the guy who's nice. <laughs> you know, like, have a party for his cat. <laughs> Jack Campbell is way too relatable for me. Uh, uh, love that guy. All right. Uh,
3: where else do you want to go? We should probably oh. go to break. Oh, we're gonna go sorry. to break. Yeah, let's go to break, <laughs> oh, and then we'll we get have <laughs> a break. Yeah, we got a break, and then oh. we'll go to, and we'll go to Gordo afterwards. Oh, we got Gordo. Yeah, because he's 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 doing the game tonight for Sportsnet five ninety the fans. Oh, is on. he
1: with, uh, with our Gunner. buddy Gunner?
3: Oh yeah, they got the game on the station. They'll right. be down there,
1: and coverage begins at six thirty for them, right, Sammy? Yes, sir. Sportsnet five ninety the fan. Listen, um, before we go to break, can you just mention the fundraiser for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, is it tonight, Sammy?
3: Um, I'm just looking
1: well, at. Do you here. want
2: to do that? Uh, coming oh, off a break, I can read this if you like. Yeah, read it. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs will raise funds for ALS auction or ALS Action Canada in memory of Leafs legend Borea Salming by offering a special one day promotion with all net proceeds of sales of the team's reverse retro sweater going to the designated charity. All team sweaters from Wednesday's game against the San Jose Sharks will also be auctioned off this week, with all proceeds benefiting ALS Action Canada. In addition, the commemorative sweater patch worn by the team to honor Salming following news of his passing last week will be made available to the public for purchase with all net proceeds from the sales for the remainder of the season going to the same charity.
1: All right. Nice job. Awesome
3: read. That's awesome stuff, by the least. Way better than what Sammy would have done. (laughs)
2: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I
3: would have butchered that.
1: Okay. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with some stelic Yep. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, back after these words.
0: This is Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
1: The Toronto Maple Leafs getting ready to host San Jose Sharks on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Coverage starts at 6.30 with Brent Gunning, Gunner, Gunner, and this man right here. He's legendary. My bad. I'm calling him now. Oh my god! <laughs> we just got the heartbreak. I just that might have been my best ent- uh, intro ever for Gord Stellick. <laughs> All the Sam, other ones are like, "Are you in the laundry room? Are you at a dog pound? Are you grocery shopping, Gord?" He's just he just needs
0: a second.
2: <laughs> what is he doing now? Now
0: we've derailed. Jesus, Murphy, It's in the seats all calm. It just all started. Okay. It says right here, Gord Stellick,
1: 415.
3: My fault. It's my fault. I'll take it. It's on me. Yeah, no problem. Just talking to yourselves. He's here. We have Gord. He's on the air. Can you hear him? Oh, my God. I thought
2: that
1: was Derek playing, uh, like, these little, like, sound bites. (laughs)
2: Let's start the interview over.
0: Court Stalick, take two. Kippy, you know what? I'm sitting here, Scotia Bank Arena, and just to take the call, and all of a sudden they do. all. I'm sitting in the empty seats, watching the double zambonis going. I'm the guys doing the upholstery, and now they just uh, exploded with the testing of the scoreboard. So there you go. That's uh, that's the ambience. Like I'm here, like in a warehouse here now. I've duck t- tucked in a storage room. Uh, anyway, well, I don't we think appreciate to be it. Here.
1: I think. It's right up there with uh, all your appearances on our show, isn't
0: it? Well, honestly, just when just when you guys phoned, it just hit. So anyway, yeah, it is. It is. It's always a actually got all kinds of stuff here. How are you doing? All right. We know Very you're good.
1: preparing for the for the big game. Uh, we're just gonna pick your brain a little bit here. There, there's yeah. not a chance of a letdown here by the Toronto Maple Leafs on a night that Mitch Marner's chasing history.
0: No, no. I mean, you know, particularly the way teams travel now and everything, it used to be the old thing about the first road game back after, or first home game after a road game. I don't think so. I, I just, you know, they're, they're, there's a wave they're on and the, the, the mojo as a team. And I, I'd be really disappointed. And also San Jose's got to be a little bit tired. I mean, a big win for them last night in Montreal. But, you know, they use the old who's the tired, who's the rested team. And it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I, I, this, this, this juggernaut, I, it, I, this juggernaut's going to continue, I think, one more night. Anyway.
2: Yeah, they're uh, humming along here pretty good. One of the things that's going pretty well is uh, Rasmus Sandin on the power play. Um, what are your thoughts on how he's been lately for this team? Right, he seems like one of the bright spots in a season where you know he wasn't for a little while at the beginning.
0: Yeah, you, Justin, love it. I love everybody seizing the opportunity because you see this happen so often. What does everybody want? An opportunity. Guys get hurt. And, uh, you know, uh, then the person gets a chance to play and isn't able to come up to snuff. So I, I really uh, I, I like the fact that he can be I don't want to call it reckless, but the word, you know, he's, he's got he's got some kind of moxie to him on that. And, I, and getting the chance on the power play. I mean, really, you know, if you would have in August, if we would have talked about being in this game, any game with the three best defensemen down, then you had Jordy Ben as well. Like you figured, you're screwed, and uh, you know him, and of course the veteran like Giordano with Justin Hall, and that that that's something that's been that's been great to see. And I also think you know you're trying to look for positives, what could play out in the playoffs. And I think I think this is one the depth players coming through at a critical time when they're really needed because you know the depth players haven't been relied on and really haven't come through that much in the playoffs. Down the road, so all of a sudden, a guy like Rasmus Sandin's a great example about, you know, who might have been a a fringe player when you get closer to, in the in the playoffs. But you know, he's showing that hey, when the pressure's on or whatever, or more ice time, uh, I, I can grow with it.
1: Are you okay? What's going on in the background? Because like, are you busboying at the hot stove for Nick? Like,
0: no. No, I'm in a, like, I'm serious. I ducked into a room here. Like, I got, here's Raptor shirts in front of me. and They got <laughs> gloves and everything. So I, I just, like, I got off the concourse here. Some <laughs> music just going. And so they wearing the wearing like, the Carlton the Bear costume. Hey, what do you want, guys? There's a box here. What do you got, Kippy? Do you still have your Sports Illustrated phone football, Kippy?
1: <laughs> I do, of course, I do. Okay,
0: I got. Well, I got some. Anyway, it's that's. I'm. It's like the old days. I'm literally at the bowels of Scotiabank Arena. You know, that's what. That's where I cut my teeth at the. Uh, you know, Maple Leaf Gardens and that. So that's what I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting the inside dirt, huh?
1: Not to uh, to jinx anything here for Mitch Marner, but. Uh, how high can this thing go here for him, uh, uh, the team, in terms of his consecutive streak here? Is it easier today than it was 10 or 20 years ago, in your opinion?
0: Um, boy, it's that, those kind of streaks are never really easy. I don't think so. I mean, you know, Eddie Olchuk got it uh, on a, a, you know, lots of goals were scored back then. Daryl got it when, you know, Roger Nielsen played kind of a more of a two-way system back. But no, I give them all And Kippy, okay. Kippy and Justin, two things. You know, one is, boy, I hear the horn. Why are they testing this stuff out at 4.15 in the afternoon, man? What the hell's going on here? Jesus. So, anyway, um, did I miss the game or something? So, anyway, okay, two things, two things. One is, to uh, to Justin's point about Sandine and company, okay, no longer excuses about oh god we didn't have John Tavares we lost to Montreal oh goodness we didn't have Jake Muzzin okay this is what this is what great teams do I don't know why there's always that easy go for injuries so they're playing through the injuries and the other one Mitch Marner why is every article or everything I hear or see about about silencing his critics there are no critics okay <laughs> so that goes back to what have or been two in a playoffs? cave. That's all he's done. Oh no, no! What, what, what the contract? What you, it's oh, get, a, out, get out in the sunlight, Kippy. You get out, get off, get off the uh, Twitter guys and all that stuff.
1: No, no, you, no! It's real, me? Gord. It's real.
0: What are you talking about? He's beloved. How could you? Uh, come on, beloved. give me a break. It goes. It's, it's so again. It goes back to playoff series. That oh my goodness, we had an injury. Oh my goodness, we got criticized too much. You yeah. should have got criticized those two playoff series. It's past. is history. He is the yeah. first team all-star the last two years. He'll sure probably is. be one of the greatest Leafs ever.
1: Yeah. yeah, it didn't really start that way out with Babcock. You know that, right?
0: That Babcock's not the fans. That Babcock's gone now, I, 100%. Mike Babcock, you kidding me? He cost him a playoff series against Boston. He showed he was boss. Austin Matthews, you play one minute. Patrick Marlow, you play eight. Mitchie Marner played great against the Boston Bruins. You're 100% right about that. I'm just saying right now, you kidding me? This guy's beloved. How can he not be beloved? I, I just every every time I hear something it references that. He gets a new dog and he talks about, yeah, the dog loves you no matter what, whatever other what do you mean? Everybody, you know, the fan well no one loves you like a dog does. Come on. That's the best. Come on, 3 in the morning, it's awake it and greets you. But anyway, I, I, I think I think it's a great accomplishment, Kippy. I'd love to see him get it tonight. And uh I uh, you know, just like he's been a real like he's the guy this year that's really you know, Austin's been Austin, not like he was last year. Tavares has been the guy like year one. Mitch is off the planet, like he's in another planet. He's, he's absolutely played. If there an, uh, was another level for him, which there really wasn't much room for it, he's done it this year.
2: Well, this is actually great to take the love to get your – you're the public temperature-taking guy on the opinion of the other three stars. How about specifically Willie Nylander, a guy who – I I mean, everyone traded this guy every month. Since he's been a Toronto Maple Leaf, if I'm not mistaken, I don't talk to a whole lot of people who want him traded right now. How do you feel the public views Nylander, Tavares, Matthews? Do you think it's beloved across the board?
0: I think, uh, I think, well, I think right now, right now it's beloved. But you look, at it, you're right. First of all, Tavares, people wondered, oh my goodness, the 11 million became not a good number beside him. Maybe he should play the wing, whatever, okay? And now people are – they've always appreciated that he made the big jump to come here. So that's always – there's always been that respect. But now the fact he's playing more like year one, you know, people are way more back on site. Good thing about Nylander, and you would know him, Justin, he doesn't care. He <laughs> you know, does not think. care. I, you know, he doesn't where I think people on the Marner side do. That's the thing. So so Nylander, so what? You know, I, I've always said my line's always been – He's like, uh, you know, Kippy, you, your boys, your your kids will get older, Justin, but I kind of go, hey, my, our kid Justin's a good kid, but he's got a messy room. So, you know what? Uh, I say to Lisa, we'll live with the messy room, okay? Come on, so, let's just live with a you know, so messy that's room. It. You know, he's good otherwise. And, and that's kind of Nylander. And like with anybody, if a good hockey trade came up, well, you got to look at doing it. But those trades are hard to do. And when he's on, he did, and, and again, these guys have had to play sol- much more solid two-way games with the D injuries and that, and I, I think, I love the way they've all really risen to the occasion. So, Justin, the, the temperature is, hey, it's quiet now. I can go back in the seats, I think. Anyway, the temperature is, uh, is all positive for those guys.
1: So what you're saying is there's just a, a level of acceptance, especially with Willie Nylander. So uh, Willie could absolutely disappear for the next three games, and it'd be like, oh, that's just Willie. He'll be great in game four. Right. He'll well, come you know, back. You, know so
0: you know you know what there is, Kippy now, and I, I there's not a level of acceptance. There's a level of excitement. I didn't think they'd get a level of excitement back in the regular season. You know, tickets were kinda on the soft side early on because you know, a lot of people are kind of saying, Okay, let's wait till game number eighty three and what have you and this last run, particularly with the injuries, it's just got people pumped and jacked the last two weeks and you know, and, um, and sort of believing more and said, Oh my goodness, this team with some kind of adversity. And maybe, maybe this means for better things in the playoffs, but to uh, about Willie, you know, every team has one of those guys by and large, right? Every team has one of those guys by and large. And it's about, you know, a, a lot of things about how, how the coach handles it. How, how about, how about the player coming up big when you need big games and, you know, Willie in the playoffs has actually been one of the more, one of the more consistent guys at times when they didn't really have strong playoffs. So, I, if you if you're if you're a fan and and hey come on you you've you, you've rolled with all these guys for years right so you kind of know all their all their strengths and whatever weakness whatever few weaknesses they might have.
1: Were you uh, were you with the media when when Eddie Olchuk had his run here?
0: Well, no. See, I, I was I was with the team, and that was the team I was general manager of before I went to New York. So uh, I was on the management side. And then just left before the season. So, you know, Eddie O was uh, Eddie O was my was was our top scorer or up there for a couple of years. So I was uh, the the Eddie O era from the time he came on. I I always. We're having a fight here in the control room. Hold on here, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. They're trying. Oh, they're going. See, they're going to mark down the lander sweaters now because they heard you. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but hey, Eddie O, Gary Lehman, and Mark Osborne. I mean, the Dutch gem line. I mean, that really that that was a neat, fun line. And uh, it's funny that year under Doug Carpenter was was one of those aberrations where it just a lot of people still remember that with fondness. It didn't didn't play great defense. But, you know, it was just kind of, and Wendell was on it and kind of a fun year. So I'm big on Eddie Owen and everybody's, I know you got, I got Daryl on the show. Everybody's big on Daryl.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, a classy guy and we appreciated his time today. Always like we appreciate yours. I'll get one more uh, from me. Just looking at the starter tonight, you get Ilya Samsonov back in the net. To open up the show, we talked a bit about you know what a rotation should look like with him and Murray now what do you think we should see what do you want to see out of the Leafs goaltending here uh, hopefully for the rest of the
0: way yeah well like i'm i'm okay with 50-50 and then if uh if someone gets hot and the other doesn't maybe run it a bit more but really you're in a good place as far as a playoff spot goes i mean a team like the Florida Panthers is one that has to kind of look at saying okay we got to we got to kind of kind of size things up and get settled in the playoffs so I mean, all three goaltenders have played well, especially Samsonov and, and Matt Murray. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, give Kyle Dubas and, and uh, a group uh, credit so far about that because that was the boldest move in the off season. But to answer your question, like, if they're both healthy, I think about, I think about 50-50 because they've both been playing well and uh, you can never have enough depth in anything.
1: That holds true with uh, radio too, right? If, uh, if you get locked into this room here, who's going to replace you?
0: Well, I am, I, like, I am tre- technically trespassing, okay? So that's, you know, uh, just, I just, like I like I said, what an opening. Honestly, I'm sitting in the seats. I'm just relaxing, watching the Zamboni guy, thinking of old memories at Maple Leaf Gardens. And like I said, the upholstery guy comes. I never knew one existed. He's fixing all the chairs. And then, boom, I guess they heard yeah, I was upholstery. coming on your show. And then, like, a Broadway show, boom, <laughs> there it goes.
2: You're going to be driving to Zamboni wearing the Carlton costume by the time the game starts. I can't wait. Uh, well, I'm, I'm driving.
0: it. Kippy's going to wear the costume.
1: <laughs> we know if you're driving the Zamboni, it's going about three kilometers an hour. <laughs> Left yeah.
0: him on opening. Right? Damn it! Back hey. Push Be- the game start. Type back People twenty minutes. People are going to Harbor sixty
1: in between periods. If you're driving the Zamboni <laughs> for a quick steak.
0: Hey, hey! I'm back here. I got some. There's some. There's some. Chris Bosch jerseys that are really marked down if you want them too. Okay. <laughs> I can do some Christmas shopping for you. Grab one for Sammy okay thanks okay thanks gord appreciate you gord. okay it's gonna to be tough to top that opening next time but i'll try
2: okay <laughs> oh, i was God. completely lost in what was happening
1: that was so butchered off the top he was there and i didn't even know it because i thought derek was just pushing more buttons <laughs> but i could hear him in the background and i'm like okay i'm talking over derek's
2: I do feel like sometimes people are probably listening and then Derek plays a drop from you or I, and they think that we say it in real time (laughs) or something. It's like, wait, what? Uh,
1: Derek just focusing on the World Cup again, I think.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Back back on Mexico. So I called Gord, and literally, as he picks up... it sounds like he's in the front row of a Judas Priest concert. <laughs> it was the loudest thing. And he's, like, loud. he's like, holy hell. And he's just like screaming into the phone. I was like, what is going on? And Kipper always gives me a hard time for where our guests are. And He's always like, oh, tell him to go in a quiet oh, room. Oh, my God. Tell yeah, him go so to go so in a quiet Sam, room. Which, make sure they're in a wind tunnel is, before he gets is, on? Which is a completely fair thing for a host to tell a producer. I'm not saying that's a uh, – So I was like, oh, no, go- Kipper's going to be pissed at me about Gordo being uh, in a rock concert. and <laughs> It was a
1: whole thing. Yeah, all our guests seem lately like they're in like uh, like like just under the under, back underground, of a motorcycle in a tunnel, underground parking, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> just a quick air raid test here. Uh, anyways, you're doing oh. great, Sam. Oh, you're doing thanks, great. thanks, guys. I, all right, I, I,
1: uh, we got a few uh, minutes now. We can just kind of relax, catch our breath a little bit, go around the league. Uh, where, where do you want to go, Jack Edwards? Making noise now. Yeah,
2: um, you know what? I, before we do that, I just yeah. want to say Chris Letang had another stroke.
1: Yes, what, what? we hope he's okay. And that uh, happened before. The, the, yes, uh, 2014, if I'm not mistaken, Sammy. What did they had a press release? Did they not? 2014 was the last time. That's yeah, it's awful. Yeah. So, um, I. I do you have the press release, uh, the Pittsburgh press release in, in front of you, Sammy? I can dig it up in one second. Yeah, just dig it up because I, I think they did mention that uh, that the outlook, I think, is positive. Mm-hmm. And they don't feel like his career's in jeopardy, which is great news.
2: Yeah. But, this is my butt. Yeah.
1: What's he have? Three cups?
2: Three Stanley Cups and a lot of money.
1: Three kids, a lot of money. Do you want to come back now at, at,
2: at your age and I tell you push the envelope? I don't. If I'm <clears throat> if I'm him, but I know I'm not him and I'm not I probably lacked what it takes takes to be a elite athlete for a decade plus. So I'm sure he's wired differently than I am, but
3: so it's uh I mean there's not a whole lot in this in the in the release here, but it said Latang is not experiencing any lasting effects of the stroke and will continue to undergo a series of tests over the next week. There will not be any further updates to his condition until all testing is completed and a medical plan is in place. His condition is not believed to be career-threatening. That's from the statement. Okay.
1: Well, that Yeah, be- listen, I mean, smarter people than the three of us. Yeah. For sure. You're right. Not going to faux-doctor this up. Yeah. But. But. Scary. You know, it's scary stuff. Yeah. Big time. And it should be a big difference between a guy thinking that he's got his whole career ahead of him and then a guy that, uh, you know, I know he signed a new contract too. Was it for four years at $6 bucks? Yeah, Are we, which should be in covered by
2: insurance, I'm sure.
1: Uh, yeah, I, again, not a doctor on TV. I'm not an insurance guy on TV. But if there's a pre-existing situation, right. sometimes it's not that easy. And I don't know if there's a expiration date on that if you can go a certain amount of time before the insurance companies uh, uh, allow you to uh, to put that on a on a list or Mm -hmm.
3: uh, he he signed a six year six six years six point one million dollar contract at 36 million
1: how old is he he 35 wow that's a big contract i didn't think he signed
3: for six
2: a lot of Mm -hmm. years a lot of years
3: well, wishing him the best.
2: That's, yes, that's hope scary. he gets to play for all those, and that's the end of that for him. And by chance,
1: he does decide to retire. Good contract.
2: Yeah, nice one to sign right before, if you decide to not play in LTI well, retirement.
1: We wish him the best on his recovery.
2: Jack Edwards, though.
1: Made some, uh, some noise about his uh,
3: remarks about Pat Maroon last night.
2: Yeah, during
1: so, the hockey game.
3: So should we? We know, have the audio. It's not the best audio, but if you want to hear what, it, we can play it here. Yeah. Okay. Just, what's everybody listening for? Fat shaming, essentially. Yeah, just listen to it. it you'll hear what he says. That's yeah, he's tough. talking about Pat oh, if the Murray. audio. Oh well, no, you'll hear it. You'll understand. If like, the audio, it's not like it's complete. It's not like Gordo by the yeah, jumbotron. I think it's it fun. might
1: be a Gordo by the. <laughs> we want to set it up for
3: people that maybe
1: think that he uh, these comments He called the game from like uh, the fourth. Uh, level of uh, underground parking here. <laughs>
2: All right, let's give it a run. listed 238
1: pounds. <laughs> that was day one of training
2: camp. <laughs> I got a feeling he's had a few more pizzas between then and now. Yeah, that's before pregame. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Fasting.
4: <laughs> Chris... <laughs> Inadvertent fasting for Pat Maroon is like four hours without a meal. <laughs> but, hey, three cups in a row. Who can argue
1: with this formula?
3: It wasn't that bad. See the audio? It was okay. No, it wasn't that bad. But the comments are just like so... No, not... The comments are yeah. bad. The audio wasn't that bad.
2: I don't know. Kipper, this... <laughs> I mean, Jack. Oh, Gadver- listen. He, he, in my opinion,
1: he he definitely crossed a line.
2: Yeah, you think so? Yes, yeah.
1: without Absolutely. a doubt. That's
3: bush league, man.
2: Without that, a that, doubt, that, that's what it is. More than anything, it's just like, yeah. hey, like you're a professional. You've done this a long time. That's bush. The- bush league,
3: <laughs> and
2: bush. you know, we can all sit here and
1: pick various teams out there and and say like. You don't like Jack Edwards, or you don't like this guy, and he's a homer and all of that. But you just have to connect the dots on who's getting paid by who and where. You know, he, he's an employee of the Boston Bruins, is he not, Jack Edwards? You oh, got to stay on the cup ring. On the I, I get all of that, and for the most part, you know, he, he may drive the opponents nuts, the, the fan base, but it's not like he's bad
4: at for his job. sports,
1: right, or bad. For the Bruins or bad in any other way? So, you know, you take that with a grain of salt. A guy's just doing his job. He's supposed to have the pom-poms. He's paid by it. We get that. This is entirely different, mm-hmm. right? And for me, listening to those comments, and this is an organization that's coming off uh, the signing and then... The Mitchell Miller thing. Yeah. The Mitchell Miller thing. And that thing is, was all about bullying, Mhm. So now we've gone f- for this organization from bullying to fat shaming. Yeah. And like oh, okay, where do, where is the Boston Bruins on this now?
2: So Pat Maroon's response to this, it was he tweeted that he's giving $2000 to um a charity to the Tampa Bay Lightning, they do a charity for mental health, bullying, uh, and he and he wrote in the in the tweet or, or partially for fat shaming, part of the the cause. So he's giving money. That was his only response: is a donation to charity in Jack Edwards' name, which is really as professionally as you can dunk on someone's head. You know that called attention to the comments, made Jack look worse, and still did good yeah. for the community. Well done, Pat Maroon. But as
3: good as it gets, the big rig.
2: Yeah, I gotta think
1: we're gonna hear from. Uh... Jack or Cam Neely or Don Sweeney, with uh well from Jack, anyways, yeah. there has to be a public apology.
2: Yeah, like they're they're trying to goof around yeah. and they, play around or whatever, but that's a little. You think he will
3: apologize? He said like he He's, he said some absurd things he, over the he years. He fires off at the mouth constantly. This guy. I listen. I agree though, Kipper.
1: Listen, the Boston Bruins tell you to apologize. You do uh, you apologize. One hundred
3: percent. I agree with you though, Kipper. You're allowed to be a homer. That's awesome. Every team has a homer. Every team, you watch a game, you want your Sammy, Leafs we don't. have you. No, no, the Leafs don't. But legitimately, when you watch other broadcasts, yeah. they're shamelessly homers, and that's the way it should be. In- Holy machina- I mean. Touche. <laughs> 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 and God love Bonesy. That's, that's the best rebuttal that's from Derek I've ever very... heard. <laughs> Bonesy's the man. a wonderful drop-in, Monte. <laughs> He's the man. Bonesy. Calls great yes. game and he my loves it. goodness, bless you boys! Yeah. What a game! I don't know. I, I
1: It's almost as if you think, like Jack, you know, you're you're not just having beers at the, yeah. the bar here. You're on, uh, you know, television here, right. live television. You're talking to hundreds of thousands of fans here. It's yeah. like, where are you going with this, Pat Maroon?
2: Yeah, they're just having a little fun goofing around and uh, it took it too far. Yeah. So we got a number of topics to get to here for uh, the show. What did we
1: think of uh, the Mat- Matthew Chuk, uh, Kachuk uh,
3: back in Calgary? I think the Florida Panthers might stink. I haven't heard of any of their players. What
1: <laughs> happened?
3: How do they suck so bad?
1: <laughs> I like, the, think... uh, like Kachuk can't save that. He can't take that.
3: God, Chuck.
1: <laughs> He has not
2: taken them to the next level when they've dropped a level like, or two. Uh, like, I'm just... Going through their lineup, their forwards, it's Nick Cousins and Alexi Hepo Niemi and E2 Luzirenin and Colin White. and Pardon me? I know. You know, it, Josh Mahura and I don't know. It's its thin. It's thin. This team won the President's Trophy last year. They will not be repeating as President's Lombard Trophy. Colin White. Champions. Yeah. Uh, like Anton Lundell's pretty good. Like there's a lot of guys who are good, like for Hagee and Lundell and like they can play. And who else? <laughs> i guess yeah now are they out of a uh, yeah. they're out they, of a they are on the outside yeah hit i mean how many times has a team won the president's trophy and then missed playoffs it cannot be common and i shouldn't have thought of that right now but i can look into that later but i can't think of it offhand teams just plummeting like this i can't remember now they're they're ten 10 wins there has
1: to be a few
2: yeah, they're 10 wins through 23 games, the Panthers. 522 winning percentage. Negative goal differential, like, it's not good.
3: Well, it's not good. And, boy, Bobrovsky looked bad last night. Yeah, bad. And on the other end, Vladar looked really good. He's big goalie. Thought yeah, he was moving
2: around bit well. A bit goalie controversy uh, brewing in Calgary there. Yeah. I think uh, Markstrom's an 890-something right now, and Vladar's 913. Mm-hmm. But, in, you know, it's not like he's been on fire for them or anything like that. What else we got here on these guys? Yeah. yeah.
3: I have information on the President's Trophy thing. Yeah. Oh! Okay. Only three times in the history of the President's Trophy has a team missed the playoffs the season after winning the award. The New mm-hmm. York Rangers, who won the trophy in 91-92 season and missed the playoffs in 92-93, and then uh, rebounded yeah. to win both the President's then Trophy and Stanley got, Cup uh, in 93-94. That's what
1: got uh, Roger Nielsen fired.
3: Oh. Buffalo Sabers won the trophy uh, in 06-07 and missed in oh seven oh eight, and the Boston Bruins in uh, thirteen fourteen missed the playoffs in fourteen fifteen.
2: That's got to be the most. Despite having Derek's voice record. on our show, and nailed I, it. Yeah, nailed it. Great job, Derek.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, that's Derek. Mr. Derek Brand. Mr. Derek Brandale. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's For fifth Eric. member of the Beatles. <laughs> I do, I do think that they're going to miss the playoffs. I do too. I Think they stank. That is just shocking. I don't know if it is.
2: But then now it's like, is Detroit no, is. good enough to get in there? It is. No. What did they
1: have? The Leafs had 115. They had something ridiculous.
2: Yeah, 120 points or something. 24? Yeah. They had a ton of points. What's crazy is that meant the door was open for a team like the Ottawa Senators or someone like that to climb in. I guess you can make the case Detroit could be sniffing around, or maybe it'll just be Boston,
3: Toronto, Tampa. Yes. And no one else from the Atlantic. The Florida Panthers last year went 58 and 18 and 6 for 122 points. 122 points. What a season. Plus 94 goals differential. Because, yeah, you look at the other division right now, you look at the Metro,
2: Jersey, the Islanders, and Carolina are in clean playoff spots. And then, like, Pittsburgh is out, the Rangers are out. Sorry, Pittsburgh's in a wild card, the Rangers are out. Like, they got a couple of teams sniffing around. God forbid the Capitals ever get going. That could be a, a tight fin- finish in that division. Probably put in five teams.
1: I don't know. Does, uh, does Boston beating Tampa Bay last night kind of solidify that Tampa will not catch the Bruins? And even the Leafs. What are the Leafs? They're five back. They uh, played way more games. Those are two more games in hand yeah. on yeah. the Boston Bruins. So it was 5 9
2: Probably the, not. The Bruins' goal differentials plus 40, uh, 20 games into the season. <laughs> did you see Nick <laughs> Foligno last night? teams. I did not. Looking pretty good. Yeah. C- Healthy. What
3: Happy. The what the hell? Could have used him in the playoffs. Um, after Gary gets done with the, the meeting in Tempe for council, yeah. I'm going to have a meeting with him myself. Oh. Get rid of these stupid playoff rules. Enough of this. It's like every year the Leafs are playing in the best division in the league and they got to play against the other best teams in the league because they're in a good division. It's so stupid. 1-8. What was wrong with 1-8? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 2-7. We've been down
3: that path. I don't care. I'm going down again. I'm walking right down that path. It's stupid. Jay's we're not out of Bay.
1: November and you're complaining about the Leafs' yes. first round you know opponent. Why? Because Sam. we
3: all know exactly who it's going to be. There's no, nothing compelling. It's, it's going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. 100%. You can mark this right now. The Leafs will be playing the Lightning game one.
2: <laughs> All right, we'll mark it, Derek. What is it? November
3: 30th, McKee called it. It's, I mean, it's just undeniable. Detroit's not going to. We we, we, watched, right. we watched the Detroit team. They're not better than Tampa. They're not passing Tampa. No. Florida's not passing pass Tampa. Sabres, Habs, none of them. I guess it's up to Toronto to catch Boston then. It's not insurmountable for
2: the Leafs over the next. Fifty-seven games to for sure. Make it's not seven points. But
3: it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> and the well, it's least five, but it could be seven, could the, be nine. And the Leafs are gonna have to play Zombie Tampa, who's not quite as good, but they still got the pedigree, and they're gonna lose in seven games. Office rocker. Why do we even do this show? I just, like I can just predict exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen. I don't <laughs> even want to
1: think about a first round loss to Tampa Bay for the Leafs and you. <laughs>
2: It's going to happen. I no, I, I, don't
3: I, I don't think I don't, our I don't show can come back there. for a
2: third season if that happens
3: again. We're I think we're a to... two-season show. <laughs> it's just <laughs> annoying to me. Like You guys, it doesn't bother you at all? Kipper, you look like you don't give a crap. Or it's just not,
1: just not that I don't give a crap. It's just a uh, work with uh, the ingredients you have. Bake with the ingredients you have,
2: pal. Let, let me be, uh, you know, I don't know, was it with CNN or whatever? Too, clo- too early to call. Too early to call this a <laughs> Toronto-Tampa. Thanks. It's not uh, too
3: early. Wolf.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me take you over to the big board. 60 games left. <laughs> All right. Um, kind
1: of still got this Cal Peterson thing in my mind. Oh, okay. Well, it's perfect because it relates to that crazy game last year. Uh, Ottawa. Mm. A fit for the Ottawa Senators. I mean, they've got Cam Talbot, Talbot on a last steal? year deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they not?
3: They do. And Forsberg's on a pretty good... Didn't he just sign, like, a decent ticket, Forsberg?
2: Yeah, so they're in a good spot. They could use a good Cal Peterson. But, you know, he's been bad for a bit here. So last night, the Kings win 9-8. Or sorry, the Kings lose 9-8 to Seattle. And I watched the goals Peterson gave up. He he's just He didn't get in the way of anything.
1: You know, it, we, It's just a mental thing now. He's got yeah. uh, maybe the, I don't know, early Jack Campbell... Uh, Early Yips.
2: contract where you're like, I don't know. Now I'm making this much. No. I need to be this guy.
1: Uh, when did Cal Peterson sign that? A while ago. The contract. His, his five times five.
2: Yeah. Cal was, Peterson was it a while? Two ago? Two years ago. Didn't you say he's got three left? No, no, no. He's he was five times three to begin with, and this is the first year of it. Oh, he's he only signed a three year deal. Correct.
1: Okay, my apologies. I thought he was on five times five. I did too. Yeah, yeah. And I thought there was only three years left of that. Nope. Three years is the first year uh, of the deal, so you wonder yeah. if he's like, okay. okay, now I
2: need to be awesome, I'm making all this awesome money, I got a $3 million signing bonus in the summer. So he's got that, uh, oh, my God, I fooled them. Maybe. Deal? It's like the Jack Campbell pressure. Jack Campbell's been making one point whatever his whole career, starting to make $5 million. There must be some pressure where you're like, I need to play five times as good.
1: There's, uh, there's something to that
3: for sure. Yeah.
2: Like I'm willing to get paid that to find out if it affects my performance. I'll give go.
3: I volunteer as tribute. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh. For camp uh, for Cal.
2: Oh yeah, Cal's last year's big money. Ottawa's not going to want that base salary of eight million, signing bonus of or sorry of yeah, sorry six million. Yeah, yeah. Is you there any right? other I'm, I'm team that
1: jumps out to you right now? Arizona. They, don't, uh,
2: they got Melka.
1: Uh, he's playing
2: great and you think? doesn't make anything. Oh, yeah, he's been very good statistically. I don't okay. know if he is I, good. Or San Jose? Reimer's
3: done, isn't he? I was thinking maybe, yeah, Aaron Dell goes tonight, by the way. I was thinking maybe uh, the, the brass in Chicago is sick of watching Peter Morazic play. Maybe they take a chance on Kyle. <laughs> Can't be worse
2: than Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't want to be good. They're I know, loving I know. Peter. I know. Just giving them what, they, what they're
3: paying for. How's Eric Carlson been? Really good. Well you so, heard you heard May's stat there. that He's like, what do you have thirty eight points? Yeah. Thirty-two or something. But yeah, coming into
2: the show How here, about, you said San Jose's bad, aren't they? And and Sammy and I were like, they are. But they do have Timo Meyer and they do have Logan Couture and Thomas Hurdle and Eric Carlson. They got some guys.
1: God, if if you can get San Jose to pick up half that contract, you
3: don't, you, you don't Carlson. You don't, Come on. You don't,
1: you don't like Carlson here?
3: I mean, I love the idea of it, but I also like you know, I know it's a huge
1: gamble and I I, I, I've, I've, I I've well it. documented it yeah. right? It's I don't I probably wouldn't do it personally myself with uh the uh, the wear and tear on him mm-hmm. but man oh man he is he's as, as good as we've seen in a long time and yeah. I don't know if we can ever say that he can hit levels like we saw him carrying the Ottawa Senators but that's a dynamic player
2: yeah yeah, certainly is. Uh, do you think he'll get moved do you, if it's a uh, Toronto? I think he'll.
1: I just, uh, I, I just think money's like the be-all, end-all now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, especially with the cap, and I think we're going to probably hear something at some point about the number being rejigged for the next couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Like you but, think the cap will go up next but year.
1: Up t- yeah, up until you hear it officially, like. There's not a lot of teams that just want to take on any money at all, let alone you know, one that's still owed what four years?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think through this and three more. Oh, the, the Leafs could give a raise to Kerfoot and Hall. People oh. like that in Toronto. So
3: we we just got a we just got a tweet from uh the sports beard, who's a great Twitter follower. Yeah, what's he, up, Sports Beard. He, he he said A little miffed, not one mention of Alex Ovechkin breaking Wayne Gretzky's rolled gold record. So he has Ovechkin now has the record for goals on the road in the history of the NHL and we didn't mention it so thought I thought you should probably mention it. Let
1: me check um your list here. I didn't put it. You're
2: in. getting disease all over That's you today, fine. huh? Listen, it's Nothing. fine.
3: No, it's fine. It's my bad. <laughs> you got us apologizing to the Jets. <laughs> you got that on? Yeah, we got to apologize. They beat the they beat the Avs 5-0 last night. Not doing it. Wow. Still <laughs> your
1: holding I, up. I I, I
3: I do have to give them credit
1: for sure. It, it looked like every reason why it was blowing up. They're
2: 14-6-1. Yeah. one three in a row. Yeah, there you go. I'm not doing it I yet.
1: can't. Out of the words, I'm, I'm not, sorry, but.
2: I'm not ready. Yet. <laughs> but it
1: is worth acknowledging. Yeah, they're doing good. <laughs> they don't have uh, goaltending issues like L.A., apparently. Uh, no, well, well,
2: that's the thing. And that's the thing over and over again. It's like, Hellebuck's bad, they're bad. Hellebuck's good, they're good. Hellebuck's good right now. Okay, they're good. You know, I still doesn't still make me believe any more in the team. Although, uh, I saw my boy Luke Gazdick calling Josh Morrissey Josh Norrissey on TV last yeah, night. Yeah, really. I like
1: to call him that on the morning show, too. Yeah,
2: it's a good line. I like, I like it.
1: The, I do it. I do, too. Yeah. He's doing, playing that's, well. That's the hot one right now is that uh, this guy's gone to that level right now where yeah. he's put himself in that discussion
3: going into Christmas. Um, quick, quickly, before we go to break, shout out to the Raj. Roger Leroy. Yes. 38 year anniversary in this business is a hell of a run. So, 30th year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hell of a guy. Really good. Hell of a run. So, just wanted to make sure. Really good. Been huge for me in my career. So, many people. Good on, you, How Roger. Do I get on that anniversary
1: bandwagon. I I've been here over 22 years. Not one person's ever wished me anything on any anniversary. <laughs> like
3: like why why like, him? Why not me? Like uh, Bernie likes to say, "That's what the money's for, Kippy."
1: <laughs> the gold watch is coming, bud. <laughs> so don't hold your breath. <laughs> okay, Roger. You can keep the anniversary uh, uh, compliments, and I'll I'll keep the paycheck. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Gord Stellick, Brad May. We're back tomorrow.